You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Oh, I can't change up my rhythm? It just didn't... It you just, just get to riff on your stuff, but I just got to be straight cop? No, I mean, if you do it in a way that doesn't seem robotic and uncaring... Oh, really? So I should do what you do sometimes and just be like... <laughs> Yep, show some bleep, life. Bleep, 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 bleep. That's bleep, never, bleep, bleep, bleep. never happened. Dave Anthony. Baby me. Okay, that's happened. <laughs> it has happened. God, do you want to look at a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. <laughs> you are now. Queen Fakey of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> And we should point out, too, even though this is going to be a little past the time, but anybody who doesn't know the movie The Revenant, because a lot of people have been asking yep. uh, if the Hugh Glass, we did an episode of Hugh Glass, uh, which is the character from the Leonardo DiCaprio film The Revenant. Um, so there, if people want to listen to that. I yeah. thought We thought that people knew that, but... Uh, some people don't. Yeah, no, it's based on the same story, but boy, did they change it. Yeah, they gave it a little shot of Hollywood. And at some point... When we have time, we'll sit down and do commentary uh, and put it up on uh, for Patreon subscribers. Uh, and we, we want have to thank. thank the Patreon subscribers. This podcast is brought to you by all of our subscribers who have been very generous. Yes. Um, January 11th, 1992. Oh, you are oh, Dave. Dave. What? What's up? Come on. Was it because there was no talking, so you, no, you, no. there was nothing to interrupt, so you got down on yourself? Come on. <sighs> Dave, let's just, try Dave, to get, let's D- just try David, to get through this one. David. 18-year-old senior. I don't even know the date because you whispered it. January 11th, 1992. Okay. Thank you, baby. 18-year-old high school senior John Wayne Thompson slept late in his home in the small town of Herdsville. Herdsville? Herdsville. Herdsville. I miss Herdsville. <laughs> I think it's North North Carolina, although it could be oh, it's North Dakota. It could be South. Regard- okay. I think it's North Dakota. Well, I feel like you. Yeah. When he woke, he was alone on the farm. His parents had gone to Bismarck, which was 90 miles away. Okay. He finally made his way out of the house around noon. Sounds like you. <laughs> what? Herdsville was a town of 72 people. And five churches. Everyone seems to be related to everyone else in the town. The Thompson family had, uh, they farmed hogs and grain and some cattle on 1,600 acres. John Good de- amount of acres. Yeah. John decided to be helpful and unload barley from a dump truck. To, to do that, he would use an auger to carry the grain to a bin. And for people who don't know, an auger is something that I have no idea about. <laughs> What's an auger? Okay, it's like a, it's like a screw in a shaft that Dave, pushes no, you're the. Talking about porn. Oh, I'm thinking of sex. Yeah. No, but it's like a screw-shaped thing in a shaft that pushes the grain forward. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. If only everyone could see the, the my arm motion you're doing. My arm is going in a circle. Yeah, it looks like you're fertilizing Arms. a cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the power for the auger 
came from the tractor, which was done via a small bar called a power takeoff. Okay. So the bar spins and then the auger turns. Okay. So John fired up everything and then just sat back and watched as the machines did their thing. Oh, my God. What? I already, <laughs> I don't know. It's a farm story. It's a nice. It sounds like a powerful piece of equipment. It's a nice farm story. It sounds like a powerful piece of equipment. So John is watching, and then the family had two dogs, and John started playing with one, Tuffy. Good old Tuffy. Dave, don't alert Tuffy. It was January, so there had been a frost that night, uh, which was now... <laughs> you are really making an equation over here, my man. Which is now melted by the sun. So it's a, it, basically it's a frozen ground, hard frozen ground, with a wet top. <laughs> okay. Keep leading me. And John slipped. When he came to, he took in his surroundings. He did not know how long he had been unconscious. Okay. He didn't remember landing on the ground. Quote, I was lying on my left side. I looked at my right and couldn't see my arm and thought it was broken. Then I tried to use my left arm to lift myself up. That's when I saw it was off. Oh my God. That both of my arms were off. I was against a tractor tire, so I put my head against it and stood up. I looked again for my arms. It was pretty red where they'd been. I went berserk, standing there screaming for a few seconds. I think we can stop this one now. <laughs> I think we've got what we need out of the story. What do you mean? We've got an armless man picking himself up with his head going berserk. Yeah. I'm satisfied. America. Yeah. Uh, he had fallen against the power takeoff, which had been spinning, as I said, right? You said yes. Uh, his shirt uh, was caught and pulled in, and then his hands. Then he was completely... I, I think I kind of remember this. Maybe. You probably do. Then he was completely spun around like a propeller, his whole body. His whole body. His entire body is spinning, but the human body can't handle that kind of tension, and the force ripped his arms off Shut up. just below the shoulders and tossed him 20 feet away. The force ripped his arms off? Yeah, just the force from being spun. Sweet God. Sounds like a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, it's bad not having arms when you just had arms. Yeah, no, that's tough. Especially when you have no recollection. Yeah, like you don't know how your arms... But you know you don't have arms. No, but you, woke you also up and you're just like, oh, had... No arms. You just... Like when you went to sleep, you had arms. I had arms a minute ago. Then I fell. I remember I was playing with my dog, and now I don't have arms. That was fun. Tuffy! Tuffy, what did you do with thy arms? It's even worse when you're the only one home, and the closest farm is two miles away. He walked the hundred yards to his home. The human body handles these situations by going into shock, and that's exactly what happened. This lowered John's blood pressure, slowing blood loss. His nerves suppressed the pain, and he was thinking okay. Okay. Actually, maybe even a little more focused than usual. Okay. As you can imagine. So you could say this was a bit of an armless situation. Very much so. Right. At this point, his brain was thinking about how he was going to get into the house without his arms. Pretty reasonable thought. Probably legs or mouth. 
<laughs> he went to the back door, which was a sliding glass door. Boy, I mean, to just, I mean, just imagine being like a neighbor, like, what the hell's going on over there? What is John doing now? Like, oh, my doing? God. Oh, boy. <laughs> his humorous bone, his humorous bone was jutting out the left side. So does that mean he lost the bone that made this whole thing funny for him? That, yeah, it's okay. not funny. Yeah, okay. Uh, all that was there was his shoulder and the bone picking out, poking out. Oh, God. He used the bone and... No, 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 no. No. What? He used the you bone... Unlock us. Oh. ...and wedged it into the handle of the sliding glass door. Ah. But he couldn't manage to open it. Oh, my God. They're he actually, doesn't even get it done. They're actually... If you go to buy a sliding glass door, if you don't ask for one, you can open with a bone. Uh, sorry, and real quick, just my mm-hmm. wife made sure... Can you open this with just a bone? Uh, No. What do you have that can be bone opened? <laughs> They're over here. Oh, those are nice. Much easier. Look at that. Oh, you could fit a bone right in there. That's easy. It's got little look, it's got little uh, tents. Oh, little God. divots. Uh so uh so he went around the house with Tuffy running beside him. Tuffy down, Tuffy, down. I mean tough <laughs> dude. The idea of having bones coming out of your body and a dog, all they want are bones. Tuffy, no. Tuffy. When am I going to get that? When am I going to get that? Tuffy's trying when to bury my that? shoulder again. Uh, so he tried to open the side door by kicking it. No luck. Turns out it's hard to kick things when you don't have arms because arms give you balance. Right. So, boy, good God. Then he got on his knees and tried to use his mouth to turn the knob of the door. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. He was inside. Suck that knob, army. He ran down the hall to the office, but the office door was closed. Why was he running? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe he's in a hurry <laughs> about like something. Sounds like he's in a rush or a panic or something. So this door was made of softer material than the outside door, so he smashed a hole in it. Okay. And then he realized he didn't have arms to reach through the door to open the handle from the inside, oh, so he got back down on his knees and worked the knob with his mouth again. Oh, boy. Worked that knob. <sighs> now, this is 1992. 911 had not reached all the places in the U.S. I'm, I'm guessing not here. They didn't have it on the farm. Ugh. He had to call someone, so he decided to call his girlfriend. There you are. Well, I have, where have you been all afternoon? Because I've called a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. And so are we even going over? It's to, gonna to the, are we even going to make the picnic tonight or no? Hard. I can't. Everyone from my company is going to be there. I can't carry I'm the... sitting here being what you stood me up. Right. I don't have. Did all... you even make the sandwiches? No, I can't. We're supposed to bring some sandwiches. I can't. Oh, my God. I'll tell you. No, listen. Someday you're going to get your shit together. Honey, and when you do, I'm excited. I think I'm. I want to be there. Okay, because for the last time, if you don't step up and show me what a good boyfriend is, we're done. Okay, so what do you have to say for yourself now, mister? I'm really far from getting my shit together. Oh, my God. I don't have arms. Huh? I don't have arms. It feels like that sometimes. It really does. Okay, I'm going to call. Sometimes it does feel like you don't have arms and you don't have heart. I'm going to call my brother. Uh, Fine, call him. Call him. Tell him I said goodbye. I got to go. Because we are D-O-N-E done, Okay. Unbelievable! My mom was right about okay, you. Okay, please shut up. She said you would just always. If I had bail. a gun, she said you'd bail. If I had a gun, I would your farm. use my toe she to really blow did. my brains oh, out. Oh yeah, use your toe. Yeah, right. Use your toe because you don't have arms. God, I'm sorry. I overreacted. We listen. Just get over here now. We can still make it. 
I wish that had happened. <laughs> we all do. This is the only push-button phone in the house. He pressed the numbers with his nose. Oh, I really thought we were going to hear bone. And it was busy. His girlfriend was chatting with someone. Oh, God, it's before call waiting. 92. Uh, faxer? <laughs> I'll send the fax. So then he called his 17-year-old cousin, Tammy Thompson. But it was hard to dial with his nose. You can't see the numbers when you hit no, them. No, no, he's not. And your nose isn't small. He misdialed, so he tried again, but this time he put a pen in his mouth. Okay. Gee, I keep thinking that you really threw me with that bone opening sure. stuff. Sure, yeah. Tammy, he yelled. Yeah, she said. You got to get an ambulance out here right away. Okay, what's the matter? I can't feel my arms. They're gone. Who is this? Were you sitting on him? Who is this? Who is this? It's John, stupid. Then Tammy knew who it was. Quote, because he always calls me stupid, she said. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so this seems like an ambulance situation. Uh, if, yeah, are you... Okay, yes. You are not going to get an argument out of me. Tammy called her stepmom, who called the closest volunteer no. ambulance crew no, in no, no. Bowdoin, which was 11 miles away. Okay. Volu- okay. That's what they have there. Okay. It's out of the country. Okay. <laughs> Tammy then got her mom, and they drove to the farm. When Renee and Tammy entered the home, they saw blood dots all over the walls and floors. They yelled for John, and he yelled back from the bedroom. Just taking a nap! Then he said, don't let Tammy come in. Tammy, you stay out. He's being modest. Uh, dude. Ugh, when you got to pick who can see you yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Tammy, no. Your mom can come in, but tell her. It's not you. Take a deep breath. It's going to be weird. John had gone into the bathroom after calling Tammy because he didn't want to spot the carpet with his blood. What? He didn't want to get blood on the carpet. He's respectful. He doesn't have fucking arms. Well, he's being, yeah, but also, you know, but why why lose arms and a carpet? You know how expensive rug doctor can be. Thank you. Renee came in to look at her nephew. He was hiding behind the shower curtain and told her he didn't want her to see him. This is the most respectful dying (laughs) man on earth. (laughs) But she didn't give a shit. She pulled the shower curtain back and looked at her nephew with no arms. Oh, my God. I have no arms, he said. No shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit. You're going to be fine, she said. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> then John asked, do I still have a back? Oh, boy. And she said, your back is great. It's just perfect. Oh, my God. How's the carpet? <laughs> then he said he'd like some water. I'm super thirsty. So- it turns out losing your arms is so... Thirst quenching. It's like I've been working out. I tried to get some water, but those faucet knobs are really tight. (laughs) Renee didn't want John to fall in the tub, so she got him out and sat him on the toilet. He started to calm down a bit and was talking sensibly and pretty soon was being the smart aleck his family knew him to be. I wanted to quit smoking, but this isn't how I wanted to stop, he said. I mean, are you you kidding me? No, it's what... He's I mean, fucking, he's, he's, I mean, yeah, he's a fucking 80s action movie superhero uh, be, at this I point. Mean, these are, <laughs> you'd put this in a movie and people would be like, yeah, but come He's on. not going to joke there. It's, reality, reality has to play a part in here somewhere. His aunt soothed him and told him the ambulance would be there in a second. John then counted 1,000, 2,000 and said, time's up and started swearing. He's making jokes. 
good ones. He's f- yeah, good jokes. Solid jokes. Solid jokes. Yeah, not like I've lost a lot of blood. Bad jokes. No, these make sense. Uh, while they waited, he said his hands hurt. Uh, okay, at, at some you got to light him at some. <laughs> right, wrap it up, bro. Come on, you're killing. Come on. When the ambulance crew got there, it was total confusion. One of them was studying to be an emergency medical technician. Another had basic training. And the third, Rick Flatten, a manager of a grain elevator, had only been trained in CPR. This was his first ambulance run. <laughs> Go put a mouth on those arms. Holy shit, I started on top, huh? Yeah. yeah. Is, are all the calls like this? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, this is crazy. This is nuts. This is every day? I feel like my CPR is not going to help. <laughs> I guess I can blow into his mouth. Do you guess want me to do that? Or his armhole. I don't know. What should I do? (laughs) They wrapped John in sheets and blankets. They knew they needed to get the arms. John told them to look for garbage bags in the laundry room cupboards uh, for ice in a freezer upstairs and two other freezers downstairs. And then they went for the arms. The arms had not been mangled, just torn. They were in decent condition. I mean, for... Decent as a relative well, yeah. Term. I mean, right. not like my arms are in pretty decent condition. Right. No, these are I in would decent say, condition for having been ripped off of a body. Right. For off arms, they're for, in good shape. For removed from a body arms, yes. it could be a lot worse. They wrap them in plastic garbage bags and put them on ice. Arms can last for fourteen to sixteen hours before they become unusable. So that's good for our audience to know. Yeah. The, just for you guys out there, if, if you it run ever in, happens, if you run into this situation, you got fourteen to sixteen. Yeah, put them on the rocks. On the rocks. Yeah. They drove uh, twenty three miles to a hospital in Harvey. There, it was decided to fly him to Minneapolis because he'd always wanted to see a Vikings game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to the big city. What's it like? Ten thousand lakes. Where are they all? Before he left. He sent a message to his girlfriend apologizing for missing their date that evening. Uh, okay. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry I couldn't make it. I know it's a big night for you, but I don't have any arms. I mean, could we... It would be great if he did go to a movie and he just said to be like, hey, take that arm out of that bag of ice and put it around you, babe. <laughs> Let me hold you close. I'll get to the hospital when I get there. Feed me popcorn uh, with my arm. The entire journey took five hours. His heart rate was good. He had helped himself by getting out of the winter cold and into the house. That kept his body temperature from dropping. And by staying in the tub, he remained fairly motionless, and that slowed the blood loss. And luck was on his side at the hospital. Double rearm attachments are not the most common thing in the world. Yeah. But the surgeon, Dr. Alan Van Beek, had already done three. Three? Three. Wow. It's a weird place. Yeah. Two of which worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those had also been due to a power takeoff. God. So stay away from those. Yep. Uh, I'm assuming the one from the rock crusher was the one that didn't work out. Right. That sounds like it. That arm yeah. rock crusher sounds like the one that maybe will be hard. Uh, Beak knew that uh, whatever he could do, John's arms would be fucked up for life. But John didn't seem to understand that. He was being pretty casual and showed a rather strange lack of concern. Uh, they told me if I came here, you could put my arms back on, John said to Beak. 
I can't take a number with my hand. Where do I grab one? <laughs> hey, are you the arm putter on guy? Hey. So you can throw these back on? I have a game on Thursday. He, he honestly thinks he's an action figure. I know. It's crazy. Uh, the doctor uh, w- was straight with him. To save his arms, uh, he would be risking his life, and the arms might still have to be removed later. John said he still wanted his arms, so he wanted the surgery. They gave him anesthesia, and three surgeons got to work eight hours uh, after his arms had been ripped off. Okay. So he's within the window. Yeah. One surgeon would perform the microsurgery on each arm under, under a microscope, realigning critical blood vessels and nerves. The other surgeon was an orthopedist there to work on the severed bones. Uh, he cut off two inches of bone. That made all the other stuff, the meat, the blood vessels, the nerves, easier to work with. Sorry to anyone eating. <laughs> if anyone's eating still, they're, you know, come on. <laughs> he then set the fractured bones with metal plates and screws. When they reattached the blood vessel, a new danger was created. Poisons from the decaying arms came up through the bloodstream, which could damage his organs and kill him. So transfusions had to be constantly done. A total of 15 pints of blood were used, which is his entire blood supply plus uh, like half, another half. This is just... Good times. This is why... a little squeamish. Give blood. Hey, people, give blood. Oh, my God. After all the blood vessels and nerves were attached, skin grafts were taken from his butt and thighs and patched over the area. The entire... I was awake for that, the jokes. Oh, my God. Jesus. I got arm butt. You know, just nonstop. It'd probably be better than that. He's probably a better joke writer than I am. (laughs) He's going to be on Conan. (laughs) Someone hold the mic for me. (laughs) The whole surgery took seven hours. It seemed to go well, but they really wouldn't know for a week or so. Also, when you reattach a nerve, it grows one half an inch or inch and a half a month. So from the upper arm, that's a very long journey down to the hands. Right. If the nerve takes too long to get to the muscle, it starts to shrivel and it won't respond when the nerve finally gets there. There's a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, this is why you don't do this. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Right after the surgery, they told John what they'd done, and he had two inches of bone removed. That's okay, he said. I always had trouble finding shirts that fit me. Okay. You know what? Yeah. He's fucking killing. I mean, he's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? No. No. I mean, I would, well, first of all, I'd be dead. Yeah, I would have died. I would have just laid sure. down. I would, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would have been like, Tuffy, Tuffy hold, eat hold me. me, eat me, eat, eat me, me, Tuffy. Tuffy. <laughs> Come bite through my throat, Tuffy. I would have walked up to the house and been like, it's closed, and I just, just laid down. I just jumped back in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Beak wanted to go public about the incident, the surgery, and how John handled it, but his family wasn't too keen on the idea. They were very private people and were used to keeping their troubles close to the vest. They had recently had some bad years, and the farm was teetering close to foreclosure. They had been forced to sell 600 acres, and the money problems were part of the reason the power takeoff didn't have a protective shield. Okay. Yeah. When a rumor started that John, I bet there's tons of other countries right now where they're like, well, you, what's a shield? No, your government just gives you a shield for How that, do you get right? It without. I don't yeah, understand. Exactly. How do you get one without a shield? You need it. Yeah. Otherwise, th- your arms could get ripped off. Why would a country sell you a shield that you, where your arms could get ripped off? Anyway. Anywho, I live in a good country. Yeah. Then a rumor started that John had died. So people are starting to talk, and the family decided to put it out there and set the record straight before every idiot in the area had a new theory. Mm-hmm. 
But the story went much bigger than they anticipated. Every newspaper and local news show jumped on the story across the country. His story of survival from walking home to opening the door with his mouth to calling his cousin was amazing. He was the thing of the moment in the U.S. Emilio Estevez stopped by the hospital. Hey. hey. <laughs> How you doing, man? Hey. I signed a copy of the Mighty Ducks for you. <laughs> Sorry about both of your arms. Oh, it's Emilio Estevez. <laughs> There's also that, right? Where you're like, anyone behind you? You're going to be less useful than my arms in 20 years. You got any other stars behind you? I mean, I like you, but you know what I mean? Bette Midler and Bo Jackson called. Bo Jackson. It's a combo. I wonder if they're on the same call. Maybe they were dating. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Bo and Bette. Yeah. We're together. Yes, we're dating. Uh, He got gifts from Whitney Houston and John Mellencamp. The only one of all these people that makes sense to me right now is John Mellencamp. Yes, because he's like a small town guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Victoria Principal was trying to get a movie made about his story. He received a signed photograph from Barbara Bush. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a fucking twat. Uh, I mean, just fuck you. Yeah. A fucking signed. Who gives a shit? No, the wife of the fucking press. Fuck you. I mean, seriously. We'd like you to join the army. Oh, God. Guns and Roses sent some tapes and T-shirts. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Axel. Well, he wanted to be a singer and labels asked uh, for him to make a demo. What a. Tons of pastors came. Ugh. Just piles and piles of pastors. And there were tons and tons of mail. It was hard to get a hold of him at the hospital because people were pretending to be his family members when they called so they could get through. So it was just his family couldn't get through because people were constantly calling and saying they were his family to fucking get through to talk to him. He's like, God, it's so not worth Hello? it. This is so not worth it, the arm thing. I thought this was a good idea. Yeah. The family did not like the attention. It was overwhelming, and it went on for weeks. People are super weird, and they made very weird requests. Such as? One woman wanted the family to take in their troubled son and straighten him out. They, a family wanted them to take their son? Boy, you are a real lunatic if that... Well, well look how good it worked out for... We got you a son. Hey, you know how your son's so great and his arms got ripped off? Can you do that to my boy? Our son's terrible. Want to switch sons? <laughs> Is this son swap? Hey, what, Mom, who are you talking to? No. Uh, Noah, Charlie. Don't worry about it. Another wanted to touch John's blessed skin to heal her cancer. His mom said most people were nice, but so many of them, I had to tell, John is not Jesus Christ. He cannot cure your wounds. He is not a miracle person. He had been built up into such a superman. All this attention was keeping him from healing mentally and adjusting to what had happened and what his life would be like from now on. Right. Instead of dealing with the reality of life and having weird arms, he was being treated like he was amazing. How weird are his arms? We'll get to that. I mean, I'm hoping they're not T-Rexy. It got to him. Four months after the accident, he said, quote, my life is so much better than it's ever been. It's hard to explain, but there are more possibilities. The world seems more open to me. So he's getting so much attention, and so many people are calling him this amazing person that he's actually starting to think that having his arms ripped off were a good thing. Yeah, it's almost like 
he opened the door to his destiny with his mouth. Okay. <laughs> right. I get you. The media weren't portraying John as he actually was. They said he was a polite boy, but he was actually a smart ass. They acted like he was this perfect example of what an American kid should be like when he was just a normal kid with flaws like everyone else. Quote, I had sort of a bad reputation before the accident. I wasn't that great of a student, and people thought I drove too fast. The little old ladies in town would shake their fingers at me when I, dro- when I drove by. So he's not, so no. they're making him out to be this guy. Yeah, he's a deity now. And the attention made John feel trapped. He kept saying he just wanted to live his life. After five months, he wanted his privacy back. Cameras followed him around his prom. Oh, my God, his prom. He tried to be the kind uh, of guy the media portrayed. He stopped smoking and drinking and swearing, but it was too much, especially at his graduation. There were all the cameras right in his face. Quote, I was going nuts, bouncing off the walls. We had to shut the doors to keep out the reporters. My friends had to protect me. They stood in front of the glass to bop block out all the stupid photographers. His Leave him alone. I mean, honestly. Right? Right? Yeah. right? Yes. His schoolmates did their best to help him. Daniel Bushmiller, 18, a popular senior at the time, said, I don't want to get in John's way, but I want to help if he needs it. A lot of guys would be embarrassed to be seen feeding another guy at Hardee's, but it doesn't bother me, and it doesn't bother John. <laughs> you know they sell food to go. Hardee's has a drive-thru. Uh, just a bro feeding a bro. You don't need to sit in the Hardee's and eat. Uh, can feed him at home. In reality, John's life was extremely difficult. He would constantly fall down just trying to put on a t-shirt. Yeah. You never think about that, but it's you don't have arms, so you can't balance. Like That's how you learn to balance. But what what is his arm situation? We'll get there. He didn't know if water was too hot from touching it, because he had no nerves down there. Right. And all this while getting ready for college. He didn't know how he'd open a door to his dorm room or shampoo his hair. Life was weird for John. His forearms did not rotate, and his fingers were curled into claws, rigid and unable to grasp. He wanted to... So he's like that, right? He's got Bob Dole hands. Yeah. He wanted to avoid uh, any AIDS that would draw attention. So he oh, didn't want some... AIDS. Like, he didn't want AIDS. Now AIDS. he really didn't want AIDS. Yeah. Before he didn't want AIDS a yeah, lot, but now, but now he don't want AIDS, super didn't want AIDS. For sure. Uh, yeah, he didn't want some big contraptions on his arms. Okay. Um, he used jeans with a Velcro fly, which made him not want to use the bathroom because he didn't want people to hear him ripping his Velcro fly open. Jesus. There were plenty of things he did when he was alone that he didn't want people to see him do when living in the dorms. Like if his sock got stuck in the dryer, he could reach in with his feet and get them. Wow, wait. Okay, so he's just becoming... He's, he's, yeah, he's learning to adapt. Yeah. He also was now limited in what he could do as a career. And he wasn't a great student. Never had been. So he was even more focused now on becoming a singer. He knew that was a long shot. He didn't have investments. Uh, he did have investments from the insurance payout and the donations, which I think came to over a million. Okay. Now he would make a fortune with the internet. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, a year after, invites to do public appearances started to dry up. People who once recognized him now stared at him, unable to place his face. The movie talk dried up. 
there was a problem because they didn't have an ending yet because his fingers were still in a fist. The, the title, No Arm, No Foul, was good, though. Like, <laughs> the idea that they don't have an ending. Yeah. When you can just fucking make a movie yeah. about a kid. Yes. Set up his life. You meet him. He's a smart ass. And then his arms get ripped off. Yeah, and he gets... And then all the way up until his arms are reattached is the fucking movie. Yeah. That's a movie. Yeah. You don't need to see his fucking end, hands unwind no, and movie, throw a ball. No, the miracle, the miracle, yeah, exactly. The miracle isn't that he's going to be the lead singer of a rock band. No. The miracle is that this dude now has arms no. back on and can lead a fairly good life, and then you pan to a sunset, yeah. and then we're good. You don't need a shot of him high-fiving someone on a stage. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. Although, you know, he was around before the fist bump. That would have really played into his hand well, pardon the pun. The rumors started anyway. Whenever he dated a girl, everyone would say she was pregnant and getting an abortion. What? Why? Because they just, I don't know. They would the just rumor start... mill was out of material? <laughs> hey, let's do shit that doesn't make sense. Hey, okay. Did you hear about the guy? Did you hear about John? Every time he has sex with a girl, she has to get an abortion. Because he has magic arms. Because his arms are weirder. Because everything he does is amazing. Yeah. He can make girls pregnant from outside their genes. Yep. He can't finger girls, though. He found himself... God, that's true. Well, I mean, you said it. He could probably, they, I mean, he could probably make him, something happen. They but call him all-tongue Johnny. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. There's, yeah, there's nobody who goes down better now than John. He found himself on the phone all the time fighting with people. Some people thought he wasn't handling his money right. Other people thought he was being cocky. He couldn't understand that one, but it turned out to be because of the way he was walking. They say I roll my shoulders cocky-like because I'm famous and have gotten stuck up. People? But he rolls his shoulders because his balance is off. How how how, how the fuck yeah. can you look at a guy who had his arms ripped off at the shoulder yeah. and be like, I don't like the way he cocks his shoulders. He kind of walks like a prick. Holy shit, look at this errant... And- Arrogant, no arm motherfucker. Dude. Oh, I walk all fancy now because I had my arms ripped off. Fuck you, fancy boy, Dude. arm ripped off guy. But I mean, it's not like his. Le- it's not like he's got like a pimp strut with his legs. No, his shoulders. He's where his arms were ripped off by motion. Trying to balance when he walks. Oh my god! Look so at him. he doesn't fall down. Look at him, cock of the walk. Oh, look at Mister Hoppity Skippity over god, there. Hey, why don't you walk like a normal guy? I can't. My arms were ripped off. Yeah, not with that attitude classic hollywood prick prick it all went to his head and his shoulders and his shoulders he was a bit of a celebrity in bismarck uh, when he went to college john found things easier with the ladies by the way that does not surprise me right yeah it's fucking crazy so he's uh it's an in it is an in not only does he have the sympathy of losing his arms but he's kind of famous and he's funny and he's funny I think we might need to get these arms off of me, Dave. (laughs) He let his hair grow long and started wearing an earring. But he dropped out of college after two years. He then started touring as a motivational speaker. He did that until 1995. Being on the road completely wore him down. Wow, that is... And by the way, this started in 92, so that's quite a packed three years of life. Yeah, and let me just say, so it's hard enough being on the road when you're a stand-up or in a band... But when you're doing that, you have a goal. You want to make it to a bigger thing. You want to become, you're, you're trying to 
it's a stepping stone. Yeah. But if you're just a motivational speaker, there's no place you're going with it. Yeah. You're just going from town to town to make money. And I can't think of anything worse. Like to take out the possibility and hope of the road and just have the the road itself. Yeah. Yeah. Horrendous. And all downside of the road and none of the none of the upside. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Oh. So and then he just went and lived his life. In 2002, he wanted to put everything behind him, so he wrote a book called... Fuck Off Everyone. You know it's John. Yeah. So he wrote a book, and he called it Home in One Piece. Wow. That's that's a good fucking title. That is good. It didn't work. The book only made life more hectic, and he had to do book tours. Oh, my God. But it did become a bestseller in the Midwest. And then he decided run to run for the Senate, the State House, in in 2004, but ended up dropping out of the race. See, this, okay, this is why this is a, like, and I'm sure this gets weirder. Uh, I don't know if it's going to well, get weirder, but just... it, it's almost like it's one th- like we live in a cult, like a shock culture, right? Where like mm. someone does something shocking, like tanning mom or like octo mom. I guess it's all moms. No, it's not. But there's there's lots of stuff. But people want that attention. People yeah. bring it on themselves. Whereas if you're just a guy who something crazy happened to and that kind of throws your life in a tailspin, you never really saw past – you never really saw this future. So you really are thinking on the fly. Yeah. And it's not what you want, but you are presented with this new life. A bizarre life. Yeah. Totally Completely bizarre, bizarre life. So 20 years later, John has had over 30 surgeries. He still can't button his shirt, shake someone's hand, or write legibly. He enjoys fist bumps. He does. He <laughs> can't wear gloves because he can't put them on. So in winter, he has to use socks. Or mittens. He can't put has on mittens either. Mittens? He can't. His, fing- his fingers are all... Yeah, but you can jam in a mitten. No, I want to know your fingers are all curled up. Boxing gloves? I'll stop pitching. <laughs> his arms go straight and he gets physically weaker every day now he is embarrassed by the attention and feels weird when peace people ask to him to tell the story i say i had my arms ripped off and pretty much leave it at that wow that's great i would love to watch that conversation but can you also- can you tell me about what happened uh, yeah my uh, arms got ripped off good to talk to you oh okay Ooh. wow he seems like a guy that's been asked that five million he times longer version but you also, like, the idea that anyone would, you know, leave him the fuck alone. Right. Honestly. Leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. That's exactly right. He last worked as a realtor in Mano, South Dakota, a town of around 50,000. He couldn't open doors with keys, so he'd have to hand them to a client. But that didn't pan out. And as of 2012, he was unemployed and living off of disability. Not many employers would give him a chance because of his condition. <clears throat> but he still says the actual disability was never as bad as the attention. The attention was way harder. There's no comparison. Everyone says you've struggled so much with the accident. That was no big deal at all. Coming from a town of 70 people and not knowing anything, being thrown into the spotlight and being known around the world was just as scary. Looking back, he doesn't understand all the attention. It's not like he saved anyone else's life. He just stayed alive. What was I supposed to do? Just lie there? 
Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find any news stories about uh, John after 2012, and I assume that's how he wants it to be. I was going to say, that's kind of a good thing. I had after, When I got to this point in it, I had a weird feeling about doing this. Because you just because this is a guy who's kind of asked to he not have attention. He doesn't want attention. Right. But then I decided, well, if the story is about him not wanting attention, then hopefully people will leave him alone. Well, that's the idea. Because fuck when I'll, and I'll put up the sources like when you go read the story, especially like the People magazine one, almost made me vomit. They they were just. It's what he said. They were just creating this mythical person that never existed. And so and then, so he has a shadow that he can never live up to. Yeah. Yeah. And also he's he's got a fucking terrible also, handicap now that yeah. he has and, to and live where, with. And where's Bette Midler? Where the fuck is where, Bo Jackson? Where is Bette, where's Barbara Bush? Emilio Estevez, granted Emilio Estevez is almost in the same condition <laughs> career-wise. Just career-wise. He's had the arms ripped off of his career. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, actually Emilio Estevez can't open any more doors in Hollywood. But but, but honestly, but at the end of the day, I, I this is more a story about. It started out to be I was going to write a story about this guy who goes arms ripped off. I thought it was an amazing story, and then it turned out to be a, a story of what happens when you don't let someone mentally heal after they have something terrible happen to them. Yeah. So. Anyway, give him a call. What's Tuffy up to? Here's the. Oh, what are we having a Tuffy? How's Tuffy doing? How's Tuffy been affected by this? Fucking our media is horrendous. Uh, horrendous. Horrendous. Fucking horrendous. Yep. That's, they, what, that's what I think this story is about. Well, especially uh, because, like you're saying, I mean, it really is just, it's, it's unfair. It's unfair to embrace someone so strongly and then vanish. <laughs> But that's, that's what that's they do, right? Oh, they just sure. fucking they just fucking line them up and move on. Yeah, to well, the yeah, next guy. Live, yeah, and and I mean the truth is that even it's even worse in this day and age because we our attention spans are shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. So every six days we reset to a new thing. So anytime everybody you know really gives a fuck about one thing, you know you're six yeah. days away from that bone being dropped. Mm, yeah, I shouldn't say bone. Well, it's a bad time to say bone. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Okay. Hypothetical. Okay. Your arms are in that condition. Uh-huh. Um, do you... Uh, uh, do I go for it? Do, well, do you... Would you rather have prosthetic arms that have more use? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder about that. But was... was the, did I mean, you know... That wasn't when, an option back yeah, then, but, happened, it, but right? I, it is now. I mean, it certainly costs a fucking shitload of money. But you also... Like, if you're him... You don't want to like, you know. You don't want to go. I mean, look, you're you're where you are, right? I mean, you're fine. You're fairly healthy. You don't want to like have your arms re taken off and prosthetic. Uh, yeah, attached, I mean, it's right? a totally, it's a fucked up, crazy idea. Are you saying? That, no, are but we it, saying the same thing that we started Kickstarter to get in prosthetics. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, but but that's because I know someone who has these just completely fucked up legs and can't walk, and I was just like. If you can't walk, why wouldn't you get legs that can let you walk? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a crazy thought? I don't I, know. I'm, you're, I'm not in that I, position. I, my, my guess is this, right? My guess is that 
it's even you would always rather keep a real part of you over a fake part i think that's it and so you would always rather like even if it's not working as well as what you get yeah but it's still it's you like you know and you can you have skin and you can you know granted maybe it's not the it's not a dream but you can still you still feel i i guess closer to human probably yeah but I hear you. I mean, I you know, I just think I think unless unless you lose limbs. What do you think people do that? Do you think people have limbs that don't work and they have them cut off and put on a prosthetic? Probably. I'm sure. There. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you get to a point with you know. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure you get to a. I mean, I'm sure with all the fucking war in the world that yeah, sure. You know, there are times when people lose limbs and the options are: would you rather something that will function at seventy percent? Or something that'll, you know, fake that functions at 95 and you would go with the 95. But that's still, I mean, the idea at any point that you, that you give the green light to cutting off a fucking leg of yours. It's crazy. I mean, to me, I would always be like, keep it. And I don't even give a shit. I mean, I'll figure it out. But if you can't walk. Yeah, I think. I know. Yeah. Look, I mean, that's. I almost said it's six on this hand, half a dozen on the other. <laughs> but but it is true. I mean, it's like, what is the lesser of two evils? I mean, that's right. just an impossible decision. It is. This what this dude should be doing is he should be on he should be tweeting because every joke you told sounded under a hundred forty characters. Oh my characters god, and he ready should to go. so be on Twitter. Fuck. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, hopefully he's okay. Well, as much as he can be mentally. And hopefully the next time we hear from him is in, you know, 40 years when he passes away. And then oh. you hear that's when you hear the story. Hopefully there's no more news that pops up about him and people. Where's yeah. that guy? Oh, what? Like a 30th, anniver- 30th anniversary, 30th yeah. anniversary, 40th anniversary. No. Well, I think that is the one thing that is so great about our media is that we probably won't hear about him again. Yeah. Because there's no interest in something like that after it's a hot story. There's yeah. no reporter right now going like. What can I do that's right? They're like, what can I do that'll be read? Unless Emilio Estevez still does his story. Look, I mean, I, Emilio if, could if step we hold in out for Mighty story. Ducks 4, I think we've got a guy who can play goal. MD Thank 4. You. MD 4. All right, guys. We're signing cars. All righty. Signing off, signing cars. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't 
but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 